We're in a matrix. We're in a matrix. We're in a matrix. Yep. Let's do this. Conspiratorial shows on the Alrighty, no doubt. What's up, brains? Good evening to you too, Mr. John Lecron. How are you? Welcome once again. Good. We are definitely glad to have you once again. Once again, we are talking about the Illuminati, the Cabal, those that, like you just you, you heard me say, those that would like to believe that they're in charge of you. We're going to talk about that, John. We're going to dig off and go down down that one rabbit hole that's going to lead us to a multitude of other ones. Because you know that. I know that. We all know that. You ready, John? I am ready. I'm here to tell you. It will take you down rabbit holes. And I'm here to tell you. There have been times I thought, my goodness, this has to end somewhere. And no, it doesn't. <laughs> There's a deeper hole and a deeper one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? The one I the the main the main one I wanted to talk about tonight was um, the creation. Well, we 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 spoke the last show on um, on the Federal Reserve and the history there of um, how it it how the Federal Reserve came into existence. Uh, you went down that rabbit hole and you gave dates. In fact, I I'm pretty sure you gave mugshot complexion identification. <laughs> You went straight, straight for the juggler vein. So, you you went over the history and of the creation of the cabal. Uh, I mean, the Fed. Um, so now let's, let's touch on just how much control uh, that they have. How did they get it? How did they get this control? Um, what they do with it to mock us as people, you, me them okay let's talk about that not a problem well first of all we have to consider the biggest tool that they have is this thing called money one eye and when you think about money and you're part of my kind of people we talk gold and silver things with actual tangible assets you know uh People can use other things as money. They use seashells, of course. We've heard about the tulip bubble and the explosion that happened after that when the market crashed. But as with anything, value is determined at a point of sale between the knowledgeable buyer and the knowledgeable seller of whatever they're willing to exchange for something. Because that's all money is in an honest sense. It's just a way of making it easier to barter amongst each other. It's also an accounting now, having said all that, we know that gold and silver have been money forever, with silver taking the front row seat. And again, they don't want you to actually know that. But when we think outside that proverbial box, we have to, again, recognize one simple truth. Wars are always fought over resources. And wars require these things called soldiers. I like to call them soul dyers. Ouch. And because... Yeah, exactly. And because of uh, this, we have to realize that the monetary system of any quote-unquote empire has to depend on its monetary base. 
Now we think of history, we look at the Romans where they went through and they would sit there and two things were considered valuable. Anything, you know, gold or silver and silver was again how they paid their soldiers. But at the same time, you also have to realize that at the time they considered salt to be highly, highly important. And they would actually leave troops at any of these places they found large quantities of salt so that again formed a baseline for something we would call money because it could be used for trade and barter now when we think about our american history you go back to the revolutionary war and as you heard me say the last time when we think about the quote unquote all of the wars that we've been in i've explained in no uncertain terms that they have been doing wars from day one and when we think of day one all wars are bankers' wars, and this has been especially true with the incredible power behind it. You know, we talk about the Vatican, we look back at the Rothschilds, and again, if you don't know that history, we discussed it last time, we got this <clears throat> certain French general who got his butt kicked, and the fact that uh, Rothschild walked in and, you know, started selling all his assets, and everybody went into an absolute panic mode. You know, trauma-based mind control has been around for centuries, and he maximized it. And everybody saw him selling, so they, of course, jumped on board because you're sitting there holding a declining value of an asset. You don't want to be holding it as it crashes and burns to the ground. That's a hint, ladies and gentlemen. The Federal Reserve note, fiat currency, negotiable debt instrument, is busy burning in front of you as we speak. Now... What happened after that? Well, he sent his agents out there after the market had pretty much completely collapsed and started buying back everything that he could. And at the end of the day, he had more assets than he did at the start. And those assets, of course, included the Bank of England, which was the King's Bank. And again, I point to the 1783 Peace Treaty and with King George there. And all of a sudden, he lost his little quote-unquote bank. Because, in the, again, in the 1783 peace treaty, what does he call himself? Other than the king of France, which was our allies, which, again, I'd like to remind everybody, would suggest, well, maybe that war of aggression with all those, quote-unquote, redcoats, which were actually our neighbors, didn't go so well for the, quote-unquote, patriots. But anyway, mm. the point of the matter being this. All of a sudden, he... Rothschild became the quote-unquote Vatican's banker and with that power of course you know he sent his sons all over the world and they established banks in between different major city states or cities of uh, major countries and again if they wanted to create a war well the Rothschilds were basically told hey not a problem we're gonna back a war with each other bankers didn't care because they were all family you know they were all in on it they didn't care who won the war or who lost the war for them it didn't matter because either mm. way they were making bucks you right. know so you know whatever's profitable right well war is very profitable on both and, sides let's not right yeah that's right because the winner got to exploit the loser first thing you know and then again everybody had to pay the quote-unquote Rothschilds because the Rothschilds didn't you know, lend anybody but the quote-unquote government. But the problem that we have now is, again, you look at the Revolutionary War. That war was fought over the ability to create their own money. We talked about that last time. Right. Uh, then we looked at what happened under Lincoln. 
You know, again, he lost his cash cow when the South decided to tell him to kiss off and all of his taxes, too, and uh, created their own country, their own association, if you will. And the Confederacy, of course, was far richer than the northern states. It really was. The problem, though, was the fact that the northern state had manufacturing and they had the ability to import other people from overseas. You have to realize an awful lot of those people in blue uniforms during the war of northern aggression well they were fresh off the boats from overseas and they were basically just handed rifles and say now you're traveling south to go fight them southerners so you don't comprehend but when he came out with his quote-unquote greenback you know again the only way to win that war was through financing and how do you finance when you don't have gold and silver with a fiat currency that doesn't mean anything and this is again true what if you've all heard the statement before it's not worth a continental well that was talking about the continental dollar back in the day the whole society that we're living in has been built from the ground up where there's this thing called fiat currency has existed and the thing about all fiat currencies is they always and i do mean they always go to their intrinsic value which is a big fat zero so <clears throat> get to 1913 and again the conspiracy behind that we can talk a little bit about the quote-unquote ship that went down out there that may or may not have been the Titanic and we've already discussed I don't believe it was the situation was simple though they had to establish a brand new financial system after the crime of 1873 now for people that don't know what the crime of 1873 was that's simple That was simply where, remember, the quote-unquote government established that gold and silver were money, and they were interchangeable at a certain exchange rate, which was 15 to 1. And again, we talked about this last time. Well, when the bankers said, you know, we got the gold, and those Yankees and them uh, all of a sudden finding all these silver mines, well, we're going to change this thing because now all of a sudden they have the ability as well to produce more quote-unquote money. So with the crime of 1873, what they did was they did away with silver as being a way to pay back debts. Now, this was great for the bankers because the bankers had the gold. And there's a saying that I like to remind people. Gold is the banker's money. Silver is the people's money. Debt is the slave's money. What's in your wallet? The society that you're built up on is strictly based on a financial system, house of cards absolute and total fraud in every sense of the word because again we don't think about how 1913 came about we know for a fact that it would not have passed with a full congress there was a war going on in the congress over you know whose bill to pass because there were several but the uh, people behind the federal reserve again they had an agenda as well and they says we're going to have to hijack this because they're going to get some kind of financial system established outside of the parameters but they says we can't let them do it where we're not a major part of it and so what happened well obviously they took charge and uh, you know a certain senator took the lead and nobody liked the bills. You know, want to know who were the biggest protesters to the uh, Federal Reserve Act were? I'm going to tell you. Bankers. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me right. Bankers were opposed to the Federal Reserve Act because they saw the fraud. They realized it. 
And when you think outside that proverbial box, when you look and see the world for what it is, you have to recognize that their financial system, what was it they said? It says, uh, born in, in iniquity. What is iniquity? No equity. Think about that a minute. I mean, really think about it. And what is sin? Sin is debt, right? Let's be honest. Let's uh, put the cards on the table. Sin <laughs> is debt. Okay. But again, they teach us these things in certain documents and books, but they don't sit there and expound on it. They want you to be able to critically think and decipher what they're discussing, you know. And again, you get accused from being an atheist or whatever. I don't care, okay, because I'm not. You know, I've talked before. I believe this is a spiritual war being fought on a physical plane. But again, in a society that's built on lies, how can you discover the difference between the lies and the truth if you've only been shown one thing? Mm-hmm. Now, Federal Reserve notes, first of all, that it was never supposed to be the exclusive currency of the country. Not by a long shot. Remember, Federal Reserve notes were only for use, only for use of Federal Reserve Bank members. That's fact number one. Fact number two, they were never supposed to be in quantity. If there was a quote-unquote recession... What would happen? They would produce these Federal Reserve notes to put liquidity back into the market. And then when the problem got passed, then they would pull them back out and everything would be stable. But again, you can't give a banker access to quote unquote credit and then expect him to act with integrity because that's not what's going to happen. Look at that document, folks. I mean, honestly. Full faith and credit. Federal Reserve note. What is a note? We talked about this. A loan. Sociable debt instrument. Look it up for yourself, folks. 12 United States Code 411. Federal Reserve note is a negotiable debt instrument is a liability to the United States Corporation. This whole problem was now they had access to create as much as they wanted. And when they created this thing and let it go outside of the boundaries that were established in the act, you know, give them an inch and they'll take a mile. These guys didn't take a mile. They just never stopped running and they weren't (laughs) running at this, you know, down the street with a freight train. They were running down there, you know, across the world with it. And that's again, what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to realize that in the initial stages, we had, uh, come on, John, think, certain congressmen brought up charges against the members of the Federal Reserve Board for going outside their capacity. Now, nothing ever happened to it. A member of his family got kidnapped and murdered, and I'm very suspicious about that. And they always send a message. What do they do? They send messages. Don't mess with us. How did Hitler come to power in 1933? Simple. He was financed by bankers out of New York. How did the Russian Revolution happen? Same thing. Financed by bankers out of New York. We don't think about this. What happened in America in 1933? 
Oh, that's right. After the little speech by the dictator, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, today is a day of national consecration, which again we explained. Nation is the corporation masquerading as government. It's not the country. Consecration is working for the church. Going back to what I said a few minutes ago, folks. Vatican banking, anybody? Rothschilds, anybody? Come on. Well, see, the, the, the word, the, just that word. They use that word in term of marriage and endearment. How do you consecrate a marriage? You interlock. You enter, you enter, you, you see? So that word, again, this goes back to what we know here in, in the Matrix Minds as spelling. Spelling, the English language. You, you told me, you know, off, off air a while back, Matt, be careful. Be careful how you say things. I try very, very hard. And I don't like the word understand. I don't like that word. So again, that, that consecrate, you said consecrate? should have heard that come out of that president's mouth, the president's mouth mm -hmm. during that speech. We need to really, really, really pay attention to what these people are saying and what they're spelling to the American people as well right. as the world. And it wasn't that they weren't telling you what they were doing. They did. But yes, sir. you were told one thing which you thought was something else. What did he say? I am going to give you a New Deal. Okay, well, let's talk about this great New Deal. No, it wasn't great for you. No, slave. You just got hypothecated to serve as surety for the United States Corporation's debts. Right. And we talked about that. But here's the flip side. What was the first action he took after that? The Banking holiday. That was the first action and his executive order. Turn in your gold Turn in your gold certificates. Notice I said certificates. I did not say notes. Those certificates had gold backing them. They were a claim against real gold. And when those certificates and those gold coins got turned into the bankers, you know, they're all doing their little happy dance. Woohoo! Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, what happened after that? Think about this, folks. And again, they don't want to tell you about your history. At the time that the gold and the gold notes or gold certificates were turned in, gold was at $20.63 an ounce. And when most of that stuff was no longer out there, guess what they did? Just magically in one fell swoop, gold is now $35. Yay! Per ounce, yeah? Per ounce. Yeah. Giant windfall for the banks. Giant windfall for the you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his criminal cabal. It was a nightmare for the American people. And you have to realize one other thing. Because of all the fraud of these bankers, and remember, I've reminded everybody again and again and again, it's called vulture capitalism for a reason. They put the quote-unquote money out there and then turn around and pull the rug out from under people, crash the economy, and then come back in and steal everything for pennies on the dollar. And then they turn around and do it again. This is or, such an old pattern. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Or they try to sell it to you for three times, five times, 20 times, 25 times the price in which they done paid for you for it. Like you, like you said, I, I don't remember this, but I, I remember reading about this. Turn in your gold back certificates. What the hell happened to silver silver certificates? They're they're like sight unseen too anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like 
when they own it, okay, when now now whenever they own the majority of it and have pulled it and stripped it from the public and from out of the you know the trading bartering system, then's when they stick then when then is whenever they increase the worth. Now now notice as as it's going up, what seems to be crashing? Well, your entire markets are controlled by, again, fiat currency. Mm. When you're sitting there and you're looking at how they manipulate labor costs, how they manipulate commodities, how they manipulate anything and everything that could be a potential threat by using this thing that they just create out of, quote, unquote, thin air. Again, this is a absolute power. It is a power that has been so blatantly abused. People don't comprehend that the Federal Reserve is not an American enterprise. Never has been. It's Rothschild banking. It's Vatican banking. They don't realize that in the past, when we look and we say the United States Treasury and this thing called the IRS, you better realize, folks, that wasn't American. Neither one of those things were under control of America. And you say, John, what are you talking about? Again, the United States is a corporation, not a country. 28 United States Code, 3002, Section 15A. The United States is a federal corporation. The word federal means by agreement or by contract. And corporation is a dead entity. I've explained already that there are three city states that run the world. You have the Vatican, that's your king, that is also your problem child, and all roads do lead to Rome, folks, even now. Two, City of London, what is the City of London? That's your banking center, that is also your legal center. Then we have Washington, the district of corrupt individuals. What is that? That's the military arm. And these three city-states have been put in place and have ruled the world. And you can put the Vatican all the way back thousands of years. Here's a little secret, folks, in case you didn't realize why they don't want their, quote-unquote, uh, <clears throat> people to get married over there at the Vatican. Okay? Why? There's got to be some logic and reason, right? I want you to really think about something. I want you to think about why would they not want their priests to get married? It's actually very simple. In the common law, if you control some real estate, some property, and you live there, that is yours. That is yours. Now, if a priest got married to a woman and they have a young individual, guess what? All of a sudden, that young individual is now entitled to that property and the Vatican no longer controls it. Can't have them with apples because, again, it's about controlling resources and controlling real assets. And what are they doing with the fiat currency right now? They're busy blowing it up. You know, it's a hockey stick if you sit there and you look at a graph. And we've talked about the fact that in the last couple of years, the last two years, folks, 80% of all Federal Reserve notes have been produced in the last two years. Not the last 102, the last two. 
they're destroying the dollar. It's already dead for all practical purposes because it lost its backing with regards to the oil with the Saudis. That deal's basically over and done with. Mm-hmm. And the Russian, the Russians, meanwhile, have done the exact opposite. They've backed their ruble with oil and they've backed their ruble with gold. We don't think about it. Go ahead, Matt. Johnny, here's here's the kicker. Again, talking to you off of the air a little bit, I I do believe it was you. That that is one of the reasons why, one of the reasons, whether, whether we believe mainstream or not, the underlying issue is all eyes are on Russia right now and Ukraine. Now, I tried to point out to all of these guys that Ukraine is not part of NATO. NATO is wanting Russia. You, the UN is not part of Ukraine. Ukraine is not part of the UN. Again, all eyes are on Russia. Why? Because they're literally breaking their stronghold out of the IMF, out of that international inter-global financial tyranny. You see? And that's like you just said. The ruple is backed with tangible tangibility. I mean, like real hard asset. Gold. See, that's this is why is this not in your own expertise, not one of the reasons why they're going so hard on Russia. And don't make let me I I hate to say this, but look at what they did because I, I'm seeing a, an evil an evil circle. Uh, once again, let's look at what they did to um, Saddam Hussein. What they do? They they blamed him for what? Weapons of mass destruction. And then years you know, years later, you got George Bush. <laughs> well, we thought there were weapons there. Come yeah. On. Okay. They killed this man after blaming him for crimes against humanity. After they, they've already, we've, I watched a press briefing just last week with Jim, with our, my sexy little redhead, Jim Plasky. I can't stand that woman, but nevertheless, <laughs> shout out to you, Jen. Um, mm. You know, she, she's like, well, humanitarian aid. Uh, they're pulling Russia out of all kinds of humanitarian aids type, type shit. On top of that, they're trying to sanction him. You know, sanction rigorous put heavy sanctions on Russia. He don't give a shit. He does not care. For what, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? He already has his own stuff. Again, like I was trying to tell somebody else, Russia is an export country. United States is an import country. So who's got who by the balls here? Not us. Okay, not you've us. got to You've got to give me some latitude here, Matt. Okay, because I'm out. <laughs> I you've brought up, you've just opened a massive can of worms, and I'm going to ask everybody to take a step back. I want you to take a deep breath. Don't get triggered now. I know how hard that is, and I want you to think outside a box. Okay, first of all, The Economist magazine of 1988 showed a phoenix bird rising over the ashes of all the burning currencies of the world. This was 1988. Around that phoenix bird's neck was a gold medallion. That gold medallion had the year 2018 on it. 
more importantly, if you look at the Greek letter that was right there next to that 2018, it's the number 21. Now, why is that relevant? Gematria people, that was telling you something. 2018 was the start. 2021 was moving it fast forward. Because again, what happened? We have talked about the global economic reset. But how is it happening? I'm going to give you some background. And then I'm going to pull this Russia-Ukraine stuff and put it into real context that you're not going to hear from your average man or woman that's actually a talking head. You're going to hear my perspective based on honest-to-God research and opinion. And my opinion is based on gut instinct. And I'm here to tell you, my gut instinct has never let me wrong. Will I be wrong sometimes? Maybe. I'm still waiting for it. Now, having said that, what's happening? First of all, the whole global economic reset is taking place. The financial system of our past is gone. It's history, folks. It doesn't exist anymore. Forget 2019 and anything prior to that. It is never going back to that. I'm telling you right now, it is never going back to that. If you're going to take anything away from the show, take that. Now, we're moving into what's called a central bank digital currency. That means the central banks will be in absolute control of the financial system. And I call it the perfection of the slavery system because it is. They will know everything you do, every penny you spend and where you spend it. They will use a social credit score to control whether or not you have access to that quote unquote money, electronic digits, which is nothing. You know, they don't even have to produce a fake piece of cloth with some green ink and dead presidents on it anymore. Now they can just do that. And they don't like you, well, no problem. They just turn off your card. What happens if you lose your credit card? Well, all of a sudden, hey, I can't spend money anymore. <clears throat> oh, gee, that's a surprise. What do you think is going to happen when the entire system is built on that? If you cannot travel outside a certain geographical area and that card will still work for you, that's a form of control. If you can't talk smack about the brain-dead zombie sitting there up in the Oval Office, maybe... Then, oh, I guess you don't deserve your monthly stipend. This is the game, folks. And we talk about sanctions. And that's a, such a frustrating subject as well. First of all, I'd like to remind you something. Warfare comes in a lot of different forms. And again, we've talked about it on this show. There's all kinds of great ways of killing you. But one of the things that uh, kills people but doesn't, quote-unquote, do it in the most obvious way is sanctions. Because if you, quote-unquote, sanction a country so they can't bring in medicine, they can't bring in food, they can't bring in fuel, they can't bring in supplies that people need, guess what? By default, you're killing people. You know, we recently had a uh, witch die. And her big commentary was 500,000 Iraqi children died. Was the sacrifice worth it? We believe it was. Kiss my ass, Madeline Albright. I hope you continue mm. to burn in the hottest part of hell. I really do. You witch. Having said that, this is the problem. All of these wars could not happen 
if they had to be actually paid for with real tangible assets. But when you're creating something out of nothing and you can spend it and use the people as the surety for the debts, that's the power. And that's what happened in 1933. And again, folks, if you don't realize that they have in, turned around, hypothecated you and all of your assets to serve as the debt owner, you're the one that takes on the debt, they get to spend your credit cards and then turn around and hand you the bill while they have a big party and then use some of that money to mass murder. They're either helping their banker buddies and helping their political junkies or turning around and using it to mass murder. Because in truth, let's be honest, folks, when you organize into some of these big quote-unquote governments, all you're doing is organizing gangs. So when you say, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, that's a gang, folks. When you say the United States has its gangs, it does. And again, check me out on this. I'm telling you right now, check me out on this. United States Navy, United States Army, Air Force, trade on Wall Street, people. They trade on Wall Street. Look it up. Dun and Bradstreet. It's not hard to find. I, right. I, I, I did that stuff on here. On, on uh, Literally, I, I, I've done it on live, sharing my screen. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing on top of that to know that even why even while we drive to our local job right our local job getting above above and beyond the, the military etc the local police think about this for a second if they hide okay hide from you in order to like you know it's, it's called a speed trap do you really think that they're trying to protect you no that's not a that's not serving and protecting you that's hiding from you to catch you, okay? To write out a citation. Do you want the abbreviation? Do you got the abbreviation for a citation, John? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, in a nutshell, what you're talking about again is a document that's a financial instrument, and it's traded on Wall Street. Does it, <clears throat> it in turn turned into the local municipality, which again is an entity of the state, which is an entity of the part the the entire cluster of the United States, which let's just face it, DC is its own entity. The District of Columbia is indeed its own its own thing. And it's sanctioned in its own way. Just a lot like the Vatican. So if anybody is an enemy of our turf, hmm, wow. The enemy of this country is not even part of the country. Did you catch that? Well, let me add one other detail since I haven't brought this up before. In 1917, there was something called the Trading with the Enemy Act. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, good luck in finding this little detail without actually finding the details hidden. There was something that happened when Franklin Delano Roosevelt did his little activity. All of a sudden, the enemy became the American people. He modified it in the 1930s. The American people became the enemy. And when you talk about an ambush from a guy with a costume badge and a gun, why? What is he? What is he really? He is a privateer. 
He is a privateer. He is hired. I call them revenue enhancement officers for a reason. And again, I explained last time we were here, police, policy. They're enforcing the policies of the corporation masquerading as government. What is a sheriff? A shire of reef. That's a tax collector for a king. What is a badge? A badge is a symbol for a letter of mark and reprisal. What is a letter of mark and reprisal? Hired mercenaries get a letter that says, go out and pillage in my name and share what you win so we can call you uh, warriors and not pirates because piracy gets you hung. Piracy is everything that these people do, even it's quote-unquote on land. But in their world, and here's a key issue, folks, that you have to realize because everything is a fraud. <clears throat> Okay, those giant obelisks in places like the uh, Washington, the District of Criminal and other things. And by the way, look at the measurements of those objects because they also have relevance. But what are they? They're the location of the high point of water. And you say, John, there's never been water up to that point. You're right, there hasn't. But at the same time, do you not think that they want to claim that it does so that they can control everything because in their world it's all waterways that's why rivers are relevant that's even your quote-unquote highways are considered to be waterways your streets all of that there's no such thing as private property anymore folks and there hasn't been for decades and again that was all under franklin delano roosevelt folks and what happened in 1938, because they had changed the financial system, and we will get back to the Ukraine in a minute, they changed the financial system. They had to have a brand new thing, a brand new system, which actually wasn't brand new. It was already established. See, the common law courts of record, which is what we're supposed to have, are Article Three courts. Notice I said Article three courts in the quote-unquote constitution and again for those who don't know what is a constitutor someone who agrees to pay the debts of another what debts are we talking about the war reparations for the war we lost in 1776 and 1812 believe me or not don't care just read the 1783 peace treaty and then read the one after the war of 1812 and tell me Who's writing the document and why and what does it say? But what happened was they had to change the legal system to take the common law courts of record away from everything. Everything. So they needed a court case and they found one. There was some poor sap that was walking right next to a, um, a railroad tracks and a train came by and knocked him in the skull that was a valid reason for a lawsuit okay because it wasn't the train had not secured that piece of equipment okay so in 1938 when that came up they says okay we've got to change the system and this allows us to go into a system of equity and that's what they've done they put us into that system of equity uh that was called the eerie 
Railroad Decision. The Erie Railroad Decision. Okay. And again, if you think these county courts existed back then, they didn't. They, they, couldn't, have gotten, they couldn't have gotten away with all this crap all those yeah, years. Well, um, when was that? Uh, when? I'm trying to think. Trying to think of uh, oh, uh, who who was it that that filed? Um, what amendment was it that created these these uh, subsidy courts, these municipality court systems? Because there, there was not that. There was a court of a uh, court of uh, Wilshire or some shit. Is this right? Well, there were common law courts of record, which is common law. That's it. That's it. Okay. And what I call these current ones are uh, maritime admiralty, constructive contract, and racketeering fraud, kangaroo court, um, star chambers. And I mean, I actually use that language in my documents when I file against these people. And they don't challenge it. Why? They can't because they're truthful. And again, folks, I file everything under the pains and penalties of perjury. So if I'm lying, I'm going to jail, which I should. Now, do these people go to jail for their constant lying? No. And again, what he, Matt was talking about at the beginning of the show when he sits there and about talking about legalese, it's a foreign language. It is a foreign language. It is not American. It is not English. It is a foreign language. And they use it for fraudulent conveyance of language. Like Matt brought up the point earlier. Understand. I don't understand squat. I comprehend you're using that word to try to commit a fraud against me and a crime against me, but I don't understand anything. And again, this is so important for people to realize. That's why the black robes ask you the question. That's why the costumes, badges, and guns ask you the question. That's why all these government employees ask you the questions because they need you in contract, and that's a verbal contract. Remember, Offer and acceptance is what they use. <clears throat> now, offer and acceptance doesn't work in a valid, valid contract. And again, if you don't know what the elements of a valid contract are, I'll be more than happy to tell you. One, full disclosure. It means everybody knows everything about everything. There isn't anything hidden in the contract. It's in black and white and it's agreed upon. Nobody's sitting there saying, um, I'm not happy with this or I don't fully comprehend something. Number two, a meeting of the minds. We have agreement. We have agreement. There is no disagreement. We're not arguing over some small detail. There aren't any future court cases going to come out of this contract. A meeting of the minds. Mutual consideration. We all get something out of the contract. Nobody's exploiting somebody else using a contract. And finally, the autographs. Men and women have autographs or signatures of corporate presidents. Corporate presidents have signatures. If you have those four elements, you have what is called a valid contract. Without those four elements, you don't have a valid contract. And what do these people use? Offer and acceptance. And this is ridiculous, folks, because if you don't know the terms of the offer of the contract, what it's going to get you, 
then you don't comprehend. And I, you know, I always use a very specific story. And this is not a threat against Matt. I really like Matt. I think he's a great stand-up guy. But if I was to go to Matt and say, Matt, I'm going to give you a million dollars. And Matt says, John, your generosity. You're a great dude. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, brother. And I don't tell him the rest of the contract. After I give him the million dollars, I then turn around, kill him and take my million dollars back. You know, this is what the government does with other governments, you know, but we won't talk about that. Right now, would you still think he'd be super excited to do this contract with me? Of course not. You'd have to be insane to do that contract. But that's what they do to us every single day. Because you don't realize what you have given up. And again, we've talked about something else that's important. They have to tell you what they're doing before they do it. It's a part of the world system. You know, let the idiot be an idiot. Let him get exploited. That's fine. But we at least have to tell him. Not, and the sad truth is you can actually look at somebody directly in the eye and tell them the truth. And they'll still say, no, you're crazy. You're lying. You know, but mm -hmm. the facts here, look at the facts. Facts no. are the facts, correct. Right. Yeah. And facts don't care about your feelings. So going back to this issue with regards to what's going on <clears throat> over in the Ukraine and with Russia. You have to realize there's a lot more behind the scenes, a whole lot more. So the very first thing I started doing was I started researching once the war began. I says, okay, what's really going on? I need to find out the answers. And I did. It didn't take me too awful many searches to find them. First of all, we had a situation happen in Ukraine in 2016 where there was involvement with a politician in Washington running for president. Now everybody wants to point to Donald Trump and no I'm not a Trump guy any more than I was a Hillary Clinton girl. This whole system is corrupt. But there was an issue in the Ukraine where they were using Ukrainians to impact American politics. Notice the quote-unquote Russian hookers or whatever it is with regards to Trump. That was a big fraud. Now, here's the thing. There was a court case that exposed that fraud, exposed it. And they sent a couple of Ukrainian men to jail. And something came out of that. There was a conversation that took place between two Americans one of them being a female that's still in a position of power over that little part of the world. Now, I want everybody to listen to the man I'm about to say. Write this name down. Write this name down. Hang on a minute, because I didn't get it. Always bring pen and paper with me. And remember, I got it right here. Together. All right. Who am I? Who, what am I, who is this? His name is Gonzalo Lira. Gonzalo, G-O-N-Z. A-L-O, Lira, L-I-R-A, okay? Lira, okay. Now, you can find him still on YouTube. He is a, um, basically, he's got several different things. He used to talk 
politics. He used to talk economics. Uh, he's actually been around. He's been involved in a lot of different things to include uh, movie making. Um, he w originally went by the handle Coach Red Pill, and he still does go by that handle, although he doesn't do much stuff over there under the Coach Red Pill. But the moment that this Ukrainian war started, he was my go-to guy. Now, why is that? Oh, because he's living in the Ukraine. He's married a Ukrainian woman, and he has two Ukrainian young people. So I definitely wanted his feedback. Right. Watch some of his early episodes where he talks about Zelensky, and he talks about the piece of shit that financed him. Okay? And again, that banker isn't in the Ukraine and hasn't been in the Ukraine. That banker is in the Swiss Alps enjoying the good life while his country is blown to hell. Okay, go ahead. Um, this is um, this was also, if I'm not mistaken, this ties into um, where there was a finance min a finance minister that bought into uh, the Ukrainian that literally was bought was paid for into the Ukrainian um, government. Okay, um, you correct. Please correct me if I'm wrong here. But that that entity, okay, or that guy, I don't remember, do not remember his name, I don't know it, got um, not only set up, but got uh, bought out, publicized, and this guy, from what I understand, is now somewhere in Washington, D.C., as a, as a lobbyist or a politician of some sort. So... Do you know anything about that? I want to get a little bit deeper into where you're going with this. Okay. You have to look at the Ukraine as being a political slush fund for certain Democrats, because that's, again, one of the things. I did a um, show with Marty Oakley several weeks ago. Marty Oakley over on Blog Talk Radio, and I'd encourage everybody to find it. Um, and I shared a couple links with that. And I talked about Gonzalo Lira as being one of them, and I'm having a brain cramp of the talking head on the other one. Um, but the talking head on the other one was tying all of it in, what I was discussing with regards to the uh, political corruption, the fraud, and uh, the banker that financed Zelensky and all this stuff. So when you put all of those pieces together, you had a very clear story of what actually happened. And it wasn't conspiracy theory. It came out of the quote-unquote mainstream media and he made his case if you do not realize that in 2014 in the ukraine there was a coup that took place then that coup was financed by the americans that coup was financed by the americans and also they don't want you to talk about this little deal there was also a um come on john think of it uh the guy that did JFK, what's his name? Thinking. You talking about the the uh, the guy that made the movie, JFK. Oh, I tried to interview him. Um, okay, well, long story I, short, he did he did a very good. It was called uh, Ukraine on Fire, I believe, is what it was called, and I would I, highly highly encourage it. 
find that video also because that again ties directly into what's really going on not what they want you to believe but what actually took place and one of the things he did is he did interview putin okay he did he in that movie oh yes he did Ukraine on right. fire he interviewed putin also i played that video by the way did you Good. i did i did i played that video right here but not right. on face not on facebook i, I played it on the matrix <laughs> oh yeah uh, but anyway going back to what we were talking about oliver stone oh, oliver stone thank you very good thank, thank you. you robert etta appreciate you now on that issue here why is all of this relevant why do we care because if you're resetting the entire global economy You've got to knock off the big dog. Who is the big dog on the block? The Federal Reserve knows. Now, China has been moving into the number one slot for years. They have a manufacturing base. They have a country full of people. And they have the ability to export. And they've been doing that for decades. We sent all of our technology over to China over the last 30 years. The most egregious I remember was when Bill Clinton permitted a very highly sensitive, very important spy plane to land on Chinese soil. Okay, now those pilots are told in no uncertain terms you let this equipment fall into the hands of foreign powers. You ditch that aircraft and you take your chances. No, they dropped that plane off as a big Christmas gift to the Chinese. Now, what did the Chinese also say? If you're going to bring your manufacturing over here, you have to give us all your patents and you have to show us what you, you know, your manufacturing methods. Okay. Now, while Americans produce a boatload of lawyers every year, actually, I'm going to call them attorneys because that's what they are. They're not lawyers. They don't know anything about law. They only know statutes, codes, rules, and regulations and BS. But what happens? These quote-unquote attorneys that we produce, do you think the Chinese are over there producing attorneys too? No. They're producing engineers. They're producing scientists. They're producing people that actually can contribute to society, good or bad. Now, we know that the Ukraine was also being used for some of this uh, shenanigans with regards to biological chemical warfare. And again, folks, if you don't realize just how intense all of this crap is and how serious it is, it's it's bad enough that we figured out so many wonderful ways to kill one another. They've got to figure out even more. And just like Matt said at the beginning of the show when he was talking about how to get people to kill themselves. And we're not going to get into all those details. Figure it out yourself. Okay. And I've got good friends of mine that I can't convince anything else. One of my closest friends went out and got his fourth today. And he doesn't even trust government, but he trusts him just enough to believe that this uh, <clears throat> thing that he goes given, the fourth one, is good for him. Don't get me started. Anyway, society, yeah, exactly. Society, though, has been put into a position it has to change. So they are destroying the economies globally. 
They are locking down countries globally. They are locking down people. They are doing all these things to damage and change. Because if you're desperate enough and you can't eat, now you just became even more. You control countries through weapons and through oil. You control people through food. Think about it. If you can't feed yourself because you can't go to work, because your job got axed, because the company closed, good luck. That's why all these people are going to be stampeding when somebody over there in the government, quote unquote, Latin origin words meaning mind control, says, hey, I got this little card here. It'll let you buy some groceries and pay your rent. Oh, goody. And you don't even have to go to work. Oh, this is great. Stay home and watch Netflix all day. Uh, good luck, slave. Because that is, again, what I said earlier, a perfection of the slave system. Now, what do we know? You look at the World Economic Forum, and what do we have here? Klaus Schwab talking about his graduates. Who are some of his graduates? A boatload of world leaders, including who? Putin. Now, does that sound like he's fighting the New World Order or a part of it? I'm just asking. Mm -hmm. Now, what have what happened in America once the invasion happened? And we'll talk about the invasion in a minute. What happened? We put sanctions on the Russians and on anybody else that's not going and putting sanctions on the Russians. We're putting pressure on them. Again, economic warfare. Now, that hurt the ruble for two days. It dropped and then it bounced right back up. Because remember, money is backed by two things, the full faith and credit of the people and guns. Guess who's going to win the Ukrainian war? Just in case you think the propaganda that you're hearing gives the Ukrainians a snowball's chance in the 80s. It doesn't. They're saying Ukraine. They're saying Ukraine. The Ukrainians are, the Ukrainians are looking, looking well. It's looking like... Now I'm just saying, this is not me saying this, but this is CNN, because I do watch snippets from time to time of you know, the Clinton News Network, as well as MSNBC and all that other bullshit. But I also tune into, like you said, my, my, my foreign uh, brothers and sisters that are over there or around there. And a lot like, a lot like you just said, you know, Oliver Stone, go, let's go back to Oliver Stone's story. And that is like, you know, they're making it look out, look, look to be as if, Russia is is the bad guy. I mean, I've dude, I've got I've got friends who would like literally will would they condemn me because I'm a humanitarian. I truly am. I want nothing to happen to anybody. But the problem is, whenever they tune tune into the boob tube, or the lie tells lie vision, whatever you want to call it, they look at the narrative, and they can go from one channel to the next channel to the next channel. And it all says the same shit. It's the Mockingbird Media. Yeah, you nailed it right. Mockingbird, key word. Um, I'm here to tell you again, folks, if you've never seen that YouTube video that's out there of all the different television talking heads saying the exact same words, and they, you know, one individual starts it, then adds on with two, and then three, and four, and eight, and 
16 and grows exponentially and you hear them saying the exact same words. Now, you think that is in controlled opposition? Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. The argument from the Russian side of it, and remember, from my attitude, it's all propaganda from whoever's side is promoting the propaganda for their interests, of course. From their perspective, the invasion was needed because, why? The Ukrainians were about to attack Russians. Now, when I say Russians, I'm not talking Russians in Russia. I'm talking about Russian-speaking people in the Ukraine. And again, if you don't know the backstory to that, you have to realize that there were people that spoke Russians. And they live in the Ukraine. But they still had their language and they still were, you know, literally more tied to the Russians and the Ukrainians. And what made it difficult, again, going back to the 2014 coup, you had a problem created where now after Zelensky came to power, he did something he said he wouldn't do. He made it illegal to use Russian language. Excuse me? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what did we do here in America? The exact same crap. We took Native American young people, pulled them from their Native American friends and families, and turned around and said to them simply this, you're now going to our schools. You will learn our language. You will do what we teach you. You will learn what we teach you. And what happened? Exactly. Now you had this, if we weren't busy killing the Native Americans, we were indoctrinating them. Same story, folks. Mm. But this army was about to attack in Ukraine. And remember, geographically, they had the right to do it because it's in Ukraine. And you have to realize there's been a civil war going there for the last several years. But all of a sudden, the attack was about to get real serious. And the Russians decided, okay, well, we're going to come in here and put an end to this crap and that's when they invaded and you know you can use the argument over nato you can use the argument over the invasion of uh attacking uh russian-speaking people in the ukraine i don't care because i don't trust anybody's narratives to be the full truth do i think there's partial truth behind it oh yes but it's very convenient for all the necessary parties to get their um populaces behind their actions and that again becomes a problem because when you're so indoctrinated to a point of being oh we need to go to war because oh the russians are losing the war what kind of propaganda is that they're busy sending a message to the world come over and fight for us And you have an awful lot of Americans and other people around the world that have come to it. In fact, I got friends that, you know, said if I was younger and didn't have all this, you know, I'd be over there too fighting with them. Why? There's no comprehension that this war is like all others. A banker's war, which again, I point out that there's a banker sitting in the Swiss Alps enjoying his good times while his country is getting blown to hell. His people are dying. But bankers don't care about people. Bankers care about profits. 
We've got to change our thinking. So if you're going to survive this global economic reset and everything that they're doing, you better think outside that proverbial box. You better start appreciating the world that you're living in that doesn't involve the Federal Reserve or corporations. If you're not doing some preparation work right now to survive a significantly higher food prices, if you're not doing some preparation for dealing with the fact that the supply chain has been permanently damaged, if you're not preparing to be able to barter amongst each other without using Federal Reserve notes and without using all of these box stores and without using their central bank digital currency crap, you better be planning for it now. Not next week, not next month, not next year. Now. We're already three years into this thing, and it ain't even close to getting interesting. You've got spiking inflation across the board, both in America and in Europe. 25 to 30% on food, almost 100% on oil and gas products. You're looking at all of the games that these people are playing to put you in a position of desperation. Now, do you want to depend, do you want to put your faith and trust in corrupt people who have built little locations for you to go to? They call them FEMA camps. You think they were built for foreigners? Come on, you're not that naive. You really can't be that naive. What's going to happen? Oh, you can't feed yourself, you need a place to stay, no problem. Come on into our little camp here. Sign this document. Again, contract. And we're going to make sure that you get a meal or two meals a day. You'll have a place to stay in. Yeah, you're going to be working in a work camp. And it's okay because we're taking care of you. And all your assets, well, sorry, you just turned them over to us. And more importantly than that, not only that, you've also told them that you don't have any things to defend yourself. You've turned all those in. You've said you won't try to escape. You won't try to cause any problems. And if you do, well, bad things will happen to you. Again, think about your local community as being a penal colony. No joke. I enjoyed going to court one time with the uh, city of Clarksville charter. And the word penal was in there. And I go, oh, I'm going to have some fun with this when I cross-examine the cop. <laughs> and the uh, costume badge and a gun, I started out my questioning the way I normally did. And <clears throat> I, was, I was given some latitude, not as much as I wanted, but I was given some. And, uh, you know, a couple questions that I did get through. Um, is extortion wrong? Yes. Is racketeering wrong? Yes. And folks, if you don't know my 134 crimes of government agents, go look it up on Odyssey. 134 crimes of government agents on odyssey.com. Trust me, it's a laundry list. And then I said, to ask this question, do you know what a penal colony is? To which his attorney jumped right in and says, objection! <laughs> Just started laughing. Because the word penal made it a penal colony. City of Clarksville is a penal colony, and just like all of your little communities are too, folks, I'd like to tell you it's not. Municipalities are penal institutions. <laughs> you know what, John? 
Here, l- l- let's take this. I, I, I've got the phone lines also opened up. Are, are you, you do Well, you I'd need, be happy to take some phone calls. That'd be okay. fine. Do you need a three-minute break out of curiosity? Because if so, I'm I okay can, either way. It's up I'm, to you. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine, um, too. Okay, then. I, I threw the, If anybody's got any questions for John, I didn't open up the phone lines last time I had, we had, had John on the show, so let's do that now. If you guys have got any questions in regards to the Federal Reserve, in regards to whatever, okay, lo, lo, like, hit, hit him with it. Um, so John, I, I, let's, let's, here's something I want to, I want to, wanted to d- dive into with you and get you going into that direction. And that is, again, these, these people in position to declare power over you. Okay. Uh, like to use the word citizen, U S citizen. Okay. I, I am, but we almost all are. We almost all are by force, force shoved into the citizenship. Okay. We are literally owned by one of, if you're in the United States, that is, you are owned by one of the 12 districts. I happen to be owned by the Federal Reserve of Cleveland. Who owns you, John? Do you know who owns owns your card? (laughs) They can trade me as much as they want to my yeah, person. Yeah. I don't care that they don't own the most important thing. Which the is soul me. of you? The you. Right. Um, you know, when I would like to remind people something very simple. It's not complicated at all. You're not going to get, quote unquote, freedom through a contract with these corporations. You're not going to get it through this perception of, hey, I have rights I believe in my constitution. I'm going to show you right now where your freedom is. Right there. There's where your freedom is. Now, you have the right to remain enslaved, but the truth of the matter is your decisions to follow an agenda of other people makes you their slave. And when the problem is we enslave ourselves, we enslave ourselves. And the point I want to make quick before I forget, Matt, going back to the Ukraine issue, mm-hmm. Putin is a very good excuse for why the American economy tanks. It has nothing to do with the inflation that they've created. It has nothing to do with incompetent leadership. And I'm not even just talking about the current moron. All of these people are puppets, folks. If you think that whoever's in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is a quote-unquote got his faculties and is doing his own thing, newsflash for you, he's not. Right. And by the way, that's fixing to be she's not. Oh, God. You didn't just say that. Uh. I did. After this election, Matt, hear me out. Ah, man. After this election, they're going to put it all on Biden. He's out. Kamala Harris. And again, I told you last time. I told you last time. I called it for Biden. Not because he won, because he didn't. I called it for Biden because of the inauguration day of Trump. Where Biden and Barry Satoro, a.k.a. Barack Hussein Obama, 
walked next to the camera, knowing that the camera was recording them. Mm-hmm. And Biden was told by Obama, this will be you soon. To which he replied, yep. And then going to Gematria, all the numbers were on Biden. Really, all really the cool. numbers were on Biden. It was a, it was easy. And if you're a real conspiracy theorist, look at some of the deaths of his family members. Was that a human sacrifice? I don't know, but it's something to think about. But I, there was one other thing I said, and I'm still standing by it. Biden's going to be president, but this election is about Kamala Harris. Said that too, and I still stand by that. Well. We do know that they, they've they got to show us before presentation. Okay, presentation before reality. Um, we were shown, and I, I, again, let's go back to the, let's go back to the world stage presentation. Adult Swim, okay? The Simpsons. A kid's, a kid's show or an adult show? Probably the both. But nevertheless, they showed 9-11. They showed 9-11 in the Twin Towers. Okay. They showed the um, uh, screenshot of President Trump coming down the escalator prior to his presidency. He was announcing a presidency, waving to the audience in The Simpsons. This was before, this was before he was president. Going on to say, Lisa Simpson has been presented behind the Oval Office desk, behind the White House desk. Lisa Simpson. So, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Okay. Going even further, the words Facebook was mentioned in ni- the 1980s in The Simpsons. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Do you they see do. what I'm saying? So... And if nobody, if you can't believe what I'm telling you, I will put together a Simpsons meme, a predictions, a Simpsons predictions meme. That way that we can do and share with you what's going on. So let's take a call, John. Sure. Area code 470, welcome to the Matrix, and 937 is on hold here. So welcome to the Matrix here, area code 970. Who is this? Hello. Hey, hello, Matt. Hi, Kenny. What's happening? This is this is Simple Stone. Your Simple Stone calling in. I wanted to say thank you to him because he's uh he's maybe one of the first people that I've actually heard mention the fact that um Putin is is been named by Klaus Schwab as one of the uh, young leadership program graduates. Uh, Not only not only Putin, a lot of people don't know it. Ivanka Trump is a, a young leadership program graduate. Uh, and just yesterday in debate, President Trump was talking about the uh, biometric digital ID for passport identification or what have you. And he was saying land, sea, everywhere. He wants it everywhere, uh, which is very troubling to me because I, I only see that as the mark of the beast slave system mentioned in, in Scripture. It's already been implemented in China. And I know, Matt, you know I've. I could go into that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to leave. That's okay. Do you got any Respond questions to my for John? Thing about 
Well, had he heard that that there was a time when Putin was supposedly arrested, that his own wife said that's not Putin, he's a doppelganger, she refused to sleep with him and everything, and then they split up and he now has a a different wife. But that wife that he had with two children, that woman's gone, disappeared. Well, there's a lot of shenanigans going on behind the scenes, and again, we can argue over who's president and whether one of those characters that walks around like a zombie and another one looks like a functional individual that isn't a complete moron and illiterate. Um, I think there's a lot of doppelgammers. And again, going back to the quote-unquote Simpsons, you have the same thing. Now, going back to what you (laughs) mentioned, caller, you said something that triggered me, okay, when you were talking about the fact of the digital ID. Now, this you'll find interesting, and you can still find it, by the way. If you go to Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com, the night before the election, you will hear me and Marty Oakley in a 17-minute show talk about that. Now, what makes this show interesting is the fact that it wasn't 17 minutes. It wasn't supposed to be anyway. It was an hour and a half. So what happened? Well, I'm just going to put a little teaser to you. About seven minutes into the show, where we're talking and tying together the central bank digital currency, we're tying together the digital ID, and we're tying together all these other things, the night before the election she says John they just dropped us to 15 minutes to which I reply are you telling me we've only got a couple minutes left it's 17 minutes in a matter of four or five minutes I got out most of what I needed to get out but they were so afraid the night before the election that they interfered with my show and cut us off. Over yeah, the- they heavily suppressed stuff. I, I put stuff on YouTube that has been edited severely rather than it being its full form. Uh, you know, it's my stuff. I didn't edit it. But it's been edited since I put it onto the YouTube. So, you know, and I don't even have a, a following or anything. I just did a couple of YouTube videos about, uh, you know, our borders and how it's all ridiculous and how there's you know, the common sense solutions that could solve that problem really easily. Uh, you know, I mentioned the fact that there's um, minefields between Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and, and the rest of Cuba. Nobody's ever died in those minefields, uh, despite the fact that we had civilians living in Cuba at one time. Uh, it wasn't just a, a camp the way they have it now, a prison camp. It used to be a, a base that had, you know, husbands, wives, families living there. My my ex-wife was uh, was living in Cuba at one time, in Guantanamo Bay. And so, you know, and then you've got other countries who, you know, they've got 17,000, excuse me, 1,700 miles of border. And they don't have anybody die on their borders that have, you know, left to die of dehydration because the, the coyotes use them as a human decoy and then abandon them. They don't have anybody getting raped going across your border. They don't have anybody going across your border and they, and they don't have anybody die. And all they've got is a berm of dirt in a minefield. 
I mean, you right. can put two 10-foot fences up with, with stick man signs every four foot, with GPS uh, on, on uh, solar panels so that so that if there's any kind of activity, you know, it picks up. If, in other words, if a mine was to go off, they could pick it up and they'd be able to go out and check out and see what that is. And, and you could that would handle rough terrain and everything. So, you know, as far as building a wall is concerned, it's ridiculous. All you really need is two parallel 10-foot fences with a minefield center. And none of this stuff would happen. None of it. It would it would put every bit of it to an end. The thing hey, is, they don't want to put it to an end. And Kenny, we all know the reason for that. Do, do you got any questions about regarding the, regarding the topic? Out of curiosity? Some lawfare? Huh? No. Your topic's been Putin and been this and it's been that. The, the fall of the cabal and the currency and the, de the, the the decentralization of the currency. Oh, yes, I have a lot to say about the currency. Well, I, I've also got another call, so, uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm asking if you got a question for John. Yeah, go ahead and take, go ahead and take that other call. All right, buddy. Take Thanks for calling, time. Kenny. Yeah, no problem. All right, good night, buddy. All right, let me get uh, that one. Area code, let's see, yeah, that's right. Area code 9937, nine, welcome to the Matrix Mines. Who is this, a Brainiac? Hello, what's up? Hey, Matt, this is Tim from Ohio. What's up, Tim? How you feeling, buddy? It's been a long time since I talked to you. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing too good, man. Oh, boy. Uh, matter of fact, it's, uh, it's come to down to... Uh, the final months in this uh, settlement here, and that's why I've called tonight. I was wondering if uh, your guest, I'm sorry, I forgot his name already. John uh, John Lacron. John Lacron. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, would, would trying to settle out my case uh, be affected by what, what all is going on in this crazy world that we live in because I've been denied treatment three times and I've been waited. I've been off of treatment for over three months and I'm going on three years with this uh, workers comp claim. See, John, I'm sorry, Tim, he does, Tim, he does not know your backstory. He does not have a clue as to what you, how it happened right. to you and who you're fighting. Well, I know it, you just said it, workman's comp, but he doesn't know the backstory here. Okay. Just from what okay. I gather, this is a claim and you've been denied for a uh, worker's compensation. Give me a real okay. quick rundown, like two or three minutes, just the highlights, please. Okay. Okay. I was injured on the job three years ago by an 800 pound wall landed on the side of my head. Right. And now I chiropractic treatment for over three years and uh, uh, massage therapy seems to be the only trick. I've tried everything else in the book with uh, epidurals and Botox and basically haven't got me nowhere. I just like a natural remedy. And now the company's out of business and they're trying to get me to settle the case out for way less than what I thought. You see what I'm saying? And now they won't let you sue for pain and suffering. But in Ohio, if you get hit in a car accident, you can sue for pain and suffering. So 
<clears throat> I'm wondering if the upcoming events has anything to do with them trying to hurry up and get me getting me to settle, or could um, I just prolong it even further? Well, some of it has to do with whether or not you can survive without a settlement. I'm here to tell you, one of the things these people are very good at is dragging stuff out indefinitely and tell you there isn't anything left. And they will play that game. You know, um, as far as it, you have to make your own personal choices as far as what you're willing to accept and what you're not. My attitude is the system is crashing and we're going to have to survive so the old axiom, I'm just going to use this, and this is not advice of what you should do. It's just me talking about my thinking process is a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. And it depends, again, how you're going to utilize that. Um, I don't know to what degree you're incapable of functioning in society after having a big wall fall on you. Um, I'm sure it isn't good. But on that same note, you know, if they're offering you ten grand, you tell them where to stuff it. If they're offering you, you know, a quarter of a million when they you try to get two, you then have to start doing the cost-benefit analysis. And what I'd like to just remind you is something. Okay, first of all, their fiat currency means nothing, and it's going to zero. Right. It's going to zero. That's I've not a that for a while. Okay. Um, and if you sit there and you're able to use those assets to buy, you know, those fiat currencies to buy real assets that will help you get the things that you actually need. Have you ever heard of a Rife machine? R-I-F-E. Do some research into that. Um, another option is, of course, acupuncture. Okay. There's a lot of things, and I, I love the fact that you says I'm going down the alternate route because if you're going to go to Big Pharma, you've already lost. But as a society, right. I've, I've seen that route. Yeah. As a society in these kangaroo courts, there's a reason I call the Maritime Admiralty Constructive Contract and Racketeering Fraud Kangaroo Court Star Chambers. There isn't justice there. There is not justice there, and they don't even pretend that there is. Okay. Um, Neither do the lawyers, huh? All these people do is sit there and exploit people for profit. That's it. Right. They make deals behind the scenes, and they then they pretend that there's an actual court case going on when the decision was made weeks or months ago when they all went out to dinner together. Okay. <laughs> Prosecutors, right. you yeah. name it. Court, you, you, right? Even, they're they're all even, in the same. Even your own lawyer. You're damn straight. Even your own lawyer, right? Part of the problem yeah. too. Okay, I want you to. Yeah. I want you to think outside the box for a minute. If you know, pro se. Think of the word pro se. Prosecutor. Right. Okay, it's the same word. In their own right, pro se. Cutor. In their own skin. Okay. Now, what these people are doing is fraud. If people knew, and I'm going to tell you this little detail also, these attorneys have an oath. And if the American people knew what this oath was, they wouldn't ever hire a single one. Their first duty is to the court. That's other bar members. That's their first duty. That's why they have to exchange information with each other. Oh, yeah, my client told me he was guilty. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Hmm. First duty is to the court. Their second duty is to the public. And you say, well, that's good. No. The public isn't you and me. The public is the corporations masquerading as government. Third, hmm. and you'll love this one. Listen to the words very carefully. And this should be in the office of every attorney in the front office as you walk in. We have no obligation to our clients. They will <laughs> throw your ass under no a bus without thinking twice if they get asked to. Oh, Joe, you want to make a deal with me? Okay, well, that court case over there that's kind of important, I'm going to make a million on it. You throw it my way and I'll let you have this one. Forget the smart that got hit by a freight train. Doesn't matter. That's the game, folks. That's and again, yeah, because we don't have a common law court of record. Now we have what they call common law. That's the excuse that they use. It's we have common law here. No, you've got For common BS. Because what they're doing <laughs> it it what they are doing is not law. Okay. They're using their statutes, codes, rules, regulations, and everything but law to make their arbitrary decisions. As a public service. Right. As a public service announcement, kind of. <laughs> right. I wish I could give Am you I better right news, no? Tim. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You see, here's the thing. You, okay. Regardless of whether – I'm not going to give you any legal advice either. But I, I will tell you that I will I, I am I'm a lot like John when it comes to this. I will stand my ground. Okay. I I again like like John said, you know, if if they give you ten grand, that's obviously I would def, definitely, definitely tell them to pound salt. Okay. Definitely tell them to pound salt. Right. Can you live off of ten grand a year? Let me ask you that. Let's just get down to the meat I of it. I can't even work off of a grand, a grand a year is what they've been paying me when I make twenty five every month or okay. twenty five dollars per uh, hour every I, month. I get it. So look, just think about think about this for a minute, okay? To where you can create your own common ground, okay? Because the moment you walk into court to settle something, you're immediately, you, just like everything else, you walk into court, you are immediately guilty. Okay, they try to claim jurisdiction over you whenever they they have no jurisdiction yeah. over you. So you right. got to somehow meet right. a common ground. If they say that they're only going to give you a quarter of a million dollars, you got to think: Can you live off of a quarter of a million dollars? What can you do with it at the moment? Okay, got to start a community riot. Do something. <laughs> I whatever you got to do. <laughs> All I'm saying, and even John's saying this. Even if you have got to buy yourself some hard, tangible assets. We talked about that on the show just, I don't know, half an hour, about 45 minutes ago. The dollar is a, it says right on the, on the, on the current, the current C, the current C right now is the, you know, the, the greenback. That, that's what it is. And it is, the current C right. is going away. It The current is Dying, dying. Okay, it's been plummeting for the last five years. I've seen that. Very, very right. Absolutely. I mean, this is all like whenever John says this is just a pretty much a shit show. Let's just call it for what it is. 
I tried to get John yeah. to, to go into oh. what exactly we are being bought, owned, uh, power, you know, power control over is let's go. Let's go deep down this for a second, Tim. Okay. And everybody else, even right. John, John, let's take this, take, take this ride for a second. Sure. The human being comes down a, this is, and this is how they, they, they believe that they own you. They, because all, all things, right, are a presentation. You are given in a, um, you are, are, are given a presentation here in a live birth. You are birthed down a birth canal. You are presented as a live birth in a what? A delivery room. You are nothing more in their eyes as a commodity. Let's just face it. That is the way it is. Everything is designed to be a commodity, a trade, a stock, a bond. Follow me? I'm just, I'm not bullshitting you at all, okay? There's words for everything in our court system, okay? Do you, do you think that there's a con- congressional flag hanging in that court system? Fuck no. No. There's a maritime flag hanging in that court system. That is what it is. So whenever they pull, they pull you into a what? A court. Okay. They are, you, uh, you are issued a docket. What is a docket? You see what I'm saying? You've got to play their game. You've got to know their game. So meet them halfway, Tim. Meet them halfway and challenge their dispute. They don't own you. They're just trying to subsidize you. Right. So in other words, bring a shit ton of people that agree with your guidelines to the court. Right. Well, you can't really do that either because no one can really represent you. Did you know that? No one can really represent well, no, I'm you. I'm saying the same site, right? No, I'm saying same people in my boat. Say workers' comp. Bring mm. the same bunch of people that know what I'm talking about uh, to the courts. You need what's called in. Okay, if there is a presentation gone wrong in a hospital, let's take this for instance. Okay, if there's something that goes wrong in a hospital, you've got what's usually called a hospital advocate. Are you aware of that? An advocate that is someone to speak on your behalf, but yet is not an employee of the hospital. Okay, are you aware of that? Yeah. So you somehow need to find an advocate to fight with you on your behalf to talk. Now I'm not talking a lawyer. Okay. I'm not talking someone who is owned by that bar association that pays, pays their dues. I'm talking about an advocate, someone to help you advocate for you. You don't understand their lingo. Follow me. Their, their language, John, tell them again. What is their language called? Legalese. Legalese. Let me give Tim a little bit of feedback also. It's all a negotiation. Don't like their offer? Give them a counteroffer and try to meet somewhere in the middle. Now, um, 
is it a private corporation or is it the uh, a city of county of state of that's uh, responsible? Who in who were you working for at the time? It's a, Say again. It's a private corporation. It was a private private corporation okay. uh, that came working out of state. Say so I worked in Ohio for this company, but they was based out of Illinois. And now that company's running on a different name, it's still in business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, one it, of the little games... private entity. One of the little games that they play is they sit there and they move all the assets to the company, to the new company, and leave all the liabilities with the old one. The so that's... that's right. a, yeah, that's, 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 an, that's, that's another big red flag. Out. That's a big red flag with me. So again, right. can can I pry a little bit, Tim? Would you mind if I pried a little bit? No, not no. Okay. What are you hoping for, and what are they offering you? And you don't have to answer if you don't want. Uh, to. Basically, I was expecting six figures, but I'm not now. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Okay. From what my lawyer told me. I'm not expecting the six figures I was what? because of three years off work. <clears throat> Have you got to a point so, where you can work again? Even no, if it's not. Absolutely not. Are you permanently disabled then is what you're saying? Yes. Uh, but they've seen me as MMI, maximum medically improved. I'm going to get no better, but I'm going to get... Uh, I'm still not improving, you know. How old are you now? 31. Oh, God, that's early. The good news is... I've been 10 years of... Go ahead. 10 years what? I've been 10 years of carpentry. Okay. Carpentry and remodel of uh, businesses, Myers. Okay. Um, I would, again, do some research into some alternative ways of healing because have you ever heard of something called grounding? Yes. Okay. There's another kind of things. Anything that you can do that's outside the quote unquote normal and acceptable thing that the, uh, mass propaganda coming from big pharma and their agents over there, doctors and nurses and all that crap, because again, they want their patients sick because a sick patient is a repeat customer. One that gets well, especially if they don't use them, that guess what? Not anymore. Um, I wish I had better news for you. Exactly right. You know, try, try to find something that you can do to bring income in that doesn't include your former occupation. And if you need to take time and learn, you know, you've got time. Um, just learn some things that you can do. Create a different right. option. Well, I've been through, Go ahead. I've been through the trade, uh, the uh, <clears throat> vocational rehab, and have completed that course for typing and computers. But I'm not that type of guy. You know what I'm saying? And Oh, I hear uh, you. <clears throat> 
so now it's just a matter of trying to put my PTSD at rest while trying to keep my pay because tomorrow I have a court date for keeping my temporary total loss of compensation. So I'm in a I'm in a strange long boat, you know, going nowhere. <laughs> hey Tim. Tim, Tim, here's what I, I, yeah. I told you. I told you this a year ago. I truly believe in my own heart that you, your own self, okay, can end up becoming a mouthpiece for those other people like you. Go have you ever have you looked yeah, down that road I've, yet? I've looked for that. Okay. And, yes, and that and it seems like I hit a wall. Every time I try to do some research on my laptop, then then you, you know, then you break that fucking wall down. That's what you do. If that is where you want to go and, and what I, you want to do, don't stop. Right. I don't. I don't. And I'll be honest. I feel like I'm under attack because one day I was supposed to go do an appointment and I couldn't find my car keys. Couldn't find the paper with the address on it, and it felt like. I, Mind fuck, yeah. every which way, and I was emotional. Uh, so like some sort of beam was hitting me. So that's all I can describe. Damn. Um, but I'm fighting a good fight, and I, I'm always positive. Try to look positive. You keep going, uh, bro. Just looking for more positive <laughs> positivity. So, Do you got any more questions for John? There, Tim. No, nope, that's about it, John. I appreciate you, and Matt. Thank you for the good advice to you're welcome buddy i I, like john i I wish i could say something to you to give you better advice but i i'm I'm not a you know i'm not a legal expert and i in fact you know my 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 option we're we're all we're all different we're all different john's different than me i'm different than you so you know what may suffice john in a settlement might not set, might not be equivocal to me or what may be to me may not be to you. So again, bro, we are, we are all just different, unique beings experiencing this so-called life. So you're going to have to, you're going to weigh, weigh it out, bro. You know what I'm saying? I wish I, I wish I could say something more to you. I really do. Yeah, that's all good. I just, uh, need your positive vibes and, uh, you know, keep a good upkeep. <laughs> that you got, bro. That that you definitely got. Love you, love you, Tim. Take care of yourself. Look up, T- look up, Tina. Look up, um, Tina Danley in the chat, Tim, and and okay. see if she can't get you some of the C- some of the um, CBD oil to help you with some pain. I will be starting right. that. I'm just telling it. you, she's hooked me up. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be talking about this once I get it. I'm going to share it with everybody. I will because again, you guys know I'm a driver. Okay, I've I've been a slave to this system for 30 years, driving tractor trailer, and my back and my shit hurts. I hurt. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it live in front of everybody. You know, day one, day two. You guys are gonna see either it's either I'm gonna I'm either gonna feel like a spring chicken again or I'm not. I don't know. But you guys are gonna witness that. I want I just want to say that off. 
right? <laughs> All right, Tim. Uh, I'm going to jump off here with you, buddy, and wrap it up with John. Again, good luck with you on your journey. All right. All right. Stand, Thanks. Stand, Tim. Those positive vibes. Thank you. I appreciate it. You guys have a good one. Good night. All right. Good night, buddy. All right, Mr. John. Let's let's. Mister, you know, Mr. Mister, I'm sorry. Rip a title for a I'm, slave. I'm sorry. Look, buddy, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit. How? Where are we at in this end game of the fall of the cabal? Where? I mean, where? Where is the? Where is their ending point? Or it? Or even is there an ending point? Well, it kind of depends on what you define as an ending because there is no such thing as an ending. There's only a new beginning. All right, where, where's the new beginning? Where's the new beginning to these bastards at? The way I see it happening is as follows. They, the New World Order is fighting amongst each other, and it always has and it always will. But they kind of come together in a big room and agree on the big picture, and then they fight behind the scenes to control the big pie. Nobody can just leave everybody alone and uh, everybody has a piece of the pie. No, we can't do that, at least according to them. But where are we going? Here's what I think is going on. And this is, again, based on everything I've studied in my history and everything that they seem to be telling us. It's all about divide and conquer. They want us fighting against each other. What are they doing with emphasis here in America, folks? Have you ever seen a country as divided as you're seeing it now, Matt? I mean, really? I haven't. No. No. See, even the last quote-unquote controversial president we had, which was Ronald Reagan as a conservative, quote-unquote, you know, he was never considered to be a threat, and he brought both parties together. Because there were a lot of what they called Reagan Democrats that says, oh, the hell with these Democrats or presidential candidates. And they went with Reagan in round two. And there was a reason for that. They called him a great orator for good reason because he, again, he was bringing people together regardless of what was going on. You know, and I like to point out some simple things. If we look at what we have in common versus what we have different with each other we find we have far more in common than we do apart now the russians are far more like us than we want to admit to that's a fact folks they are far more like us than we want to admit to but every culture is like us in a lot of ways we just want to go through life go to a job we either love or we hate get a paycheck come home spend time with the family the wife husband whatever and call it a day and then cycle over the next day and do it again. But in between all this, they exploit us, enslave us, and murder us, including sending us to war, poison us through <clears throat> toxins of various locations and methods of delivery, and all of these other games that are played. As a world, they want us fighting. And here's the final steps, folks. They are killing off a mass population. Right now, it's happening. A lot of people don't realize they're already the walking dead. They're going to discover they're going to be pushing up daisies in the next few years. And I don't need to tell you what did it to them. Now, having said all that, also, they want us to get into a war with one another. 
states, why they've been egging on certain political groups and classes and, well, blacks have to hate whites and, you know, Asians and all this other crap. And the divide and conquer strategy has been a tool that the criminal cabal has been using for centuries and it works every single time. Why? Because we don't tell them no. We want to sit there and use some differences on philosophy and differences of opinion or differences of skin pigmentation as a justification to kill one another. We can't think outside that box, folks. I like to think we sure can. But if they get us in a war with one another, if they get us fighting with one another, they win because now we've killed one another. And then they just come in at the tail end, whichever group survives, well, now you're the target. Boom, they got you because they got all the heavy equipment and they got the whole planet. This is an agenda, folks. It is a mass depopulation agenda. And it's just a recycling of the same agenda that we've seen again and again and again. You sit there and look at the issue that happened in the early 1900s where they also had that certain thing that everybody was getting and they had that certain demand that you do something over your face okay and you don't think that that document that came out during those times was pointing to the same guilty parties for the massive amount of people that were dying which was in the millions upon millions and no it had nothing to do with world war one it had everything to do with the same society and pharmaceutical companies that are out there now. See, again, when he's, Matt's over here talking about CBD oil, powerful tool, powerful. And for other things with pain, I'm an anarchist. I don't care what you do. You do your own thing. I got no problem with you using a plant. No. The crime syndicate has a problem with you using the plant. Why? Because if you use the plant, well, guess what? You don't need their pharmaceutical garbage. Customers lost, remember? Well, on top of that, they're also looking at other ways of controlling you. If you don't know how important Rockefeller was to that movement and how naturopaths and homeopaths used to be the norm and had all of that got traded out for their big pharmaceutical garbage, pharmakia, okay? It's nothing more than a different version of witchcraft. It is. You're sitting there, you cannot trust your own immune system. You can't trust your own body to heal you. You've got to take their product, which is just as more apt to kill you as it is anything else, put the big hurt on you. You have to look at the big picture. There are too many people on this earth that are owed too much, too many politicians, too many corporations made massive promises, and they could not keep those promises. And we've been, people like me have been talking about that. Yeah, they're not going to keep their promises. Listen, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, the running joke was, oh, we'll never see a Social Security check. There will be an alien that lands on the front lawn and introduces himself to us before we get our check. <laughs> this was in the 1980s. They did a poll amongst the Generation Xers. We were smarter back then. We really were. <laughs> and we figured we would meet an alien before we got our Social Security check. And what's happening? 
they are increasing the age before you can draw it. And you're seeing more and more of them kill over debt before they can even get the first check. And not that it buys anything. Folks, if you realize just how much they've taken from you, 15% a year. What do you mean 15%? They only take seven and a half. Your employer pays the other seven and a half. Of course, if you're self-employed, well, then it's the 15%. You, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Hang on. Not including, not including all of the syntax, okay? Because you're just talking natural-born wages. We're not talking chew tax. Anybody who drinks beer or wine, um, you know, cigarettes, if you smoke, you see what I'm saying? So it's a lot more than just that 17%. Okay. No, there was a uh, certain thing that kept coming out and it kept moving farther and forward forward. Um, The last time I saw it was several years ago and it was like the middle of the end of July was when you finally quote unquote paid off all of your taxes and were finally making money for yourself. Folks, that's slavery. And I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. It is full-blown slavery. And who makes the best slaves? Those that don't realize they've been enslaved. While everybody's out here celebrating because they think they got a bigger paycheck, no, they didn't. The standard of living is actually busy crashing to the floor compared to what it was two years ago. And that's with the quote-unquote difference between $10 an hour and $15 an hour. Why? Because inflation is running rampant. And folks, if you don't realize the inflation rate has only just started to get ramped up, look up the Weimar Republic and see what it's going to look like here in America very soon. You know, I saw an article earlier today. I can't remember what country, but you know what their interest rate was? What? 48% interest rate. Holy shit. Now, how, I'm all, how? Yeah, exactly. How? Exactly. That's the problem. I'm old enough to remember when in America it was 19% interest rate. Now you say, well, I, my credit card percent is 29.9. Again, you don't borrow money, folks. You never have borrowed a single penny, contrary to what the bankers tell you. You have never borrowed money. They've taken your... They've taken your signature, they've monetized it, sold it into the market, and then gave you access. Now, We're going to talk back to what I later. Go We're going to talk about that. You're going to come back here for round three. Okay. I want you to. I'm serious. I want. I want you to come back here for round three, and we're going to discuss that because I don't know the. I don't know the lady's name off the top of my. I can't pull her name out of my my hat first. But, but her and she, she, she got smart, like into what you were, where you're going. You, you were, you were worth billions, millions. Okay. And she challenged that. She's like, my social security number, my district number, my, I don't remember this lady's name, but she went to federal prison because she bought an RV. And guess who and what paid for that RV? The I'm rally- guessing. Go ahead. I'm guessing it was a long form birth certificate. Or That's exactly a, uh, right. Either she, that or it was a. She used her routing number off of the back of her social security card as the account number. She used her name as the presenter and she got that RV. That was a $40,000 RV. 
Now, mind you, she's sitting in prison. But the thing is, she wanted to prove a point. And she proved it. Yeah. And I have heard that they have used that document as well to pay medical bills. Cell phones, small shit. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But my question is, are you willing? See, she didn't go to jail because she bought an RV. She went to jail for doing what she did and then talking about it. And they had to shut her ass up and make an example of her. That's what happens. You find all these people go to jail. They're victimless crimes, quote unquote. And remember, this is something I haven't mentioned before. All crimes are commercial. Let me say that again. All crimes are commercial. Look it up for yourself. 27 CFR 72.11. 27 CFR 72.11. You know, um, I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name. His son is still very active in uh, talking up uh, gold and silver and economics in general. But he went to jail because he wrote a book on ex- and exposed the IRS for who it was and what it was. And they basically told him, listen, if you recant your book, we in turn won't throw you in a cage. All you have to do is recant your book. And he says no, because his book was factual. And again, they don't like facts in a world of fiction. So they ended up throwing him in a cage moving him several states over so his family couldn't see him, and he died in custody. See, this is the degree. You have to realize, folks, being a political prisoner, and yes, I've been one a few times, being a political prisoner is a very real thing here in America. Like I said, there is no justice here. There is only just us, which is the bomb mafia, the blue mafia, and the corporations masquerading as government who have enslaved you. You have a choice to reject their system. You don't like what they do? Then stop contributing to your own enslavement. Figure out how not to pay those extortion fees. Decide for yourself what your freedom and your own sanity and your integrity are worth. Doesn't mean working for less because now you're working under the table. Something to think about. But are you actually taking home more money or less? And again, think about how much they steal from you. Really give it a heart to heart. Are you tired of them murdering babies for profit? Are you tired of wars for profit? Are you tired of seeing these politicians and all of these bankers with their incredible assets that they've accumulated off of your sweat equity? Again, don't help them achieve their goals of absolute enslavement. Matt brought it up on the last show. Spend cash. Don't use a credit card. Don't use a debit card. And a point I was going to make a little bit earlier in the show. What are Federal Reserve notes? I said it before. Negotiable debt instruments for use of Federal Reserve banks. I have a newsflash for you in case you haven't figured this out yet, folks. You are a subsidiary bank. Otherwise, why would you use their documents? You are a subsidiary bank. And what, quote-unquote, tax is a use fee. 
Now, here's another little detail in case you're not aware of it. And I'm pro I'm sure a lot of you people don't even think about it. checks. Do any of you even have checks anymore? But again, if you're not aware, I want you to next time you see your checkbook, if you have a magnifying glass of some kind, I want you to get that magnifying glass and I want you to put it next to the signature line. What does it say? What does it say? It's not a line, folks. It's microprint. Authorized signature, authorized signature, authorized signature. You think these people don't use microprint for fraud? I'm here to tell you they do. And while we're on the subject matter of fraud and microprint and printing in general, I'm going to tell you two stories. There was something very interesting that I caught back when I was in my early 20s, and I didn't comprehend the nature of the uh, criminal cabal yet. When I would read the... Uh, stuff that was in the legal section of the local newspaper, I could never figure out why there was some moron working in that section who couldn't do simple spelling. It made no sense to me why every single one of those legal notices had a defect of some kind that was very obvious. Why? Why was that defect there? Because that wasn't a legal notice. Legal notices have to be perfect. It was a pretend legal notice. And by doing it, that formed the justification for their fraudulent court cases. Now, that's story number one. Story number two. I'm acquainted with somebody who took out a legal notice to bring criminal charges against parties. And do you know what they did to hers? They microprinted stuff in that so that wasn't a legal notice either because the microprinting was there the microprinting was the notice rather than what the notice actually said which voided it this is the degree of the fraud that these people will go to to cover up their crimes and when I'm sitting here, and I was going to mention this story a little bit ago when he was Matt was over there talking about these uh, communications with the pa people in uh, Bar Mafia. I'm sitting there in a kangaroo court one day, and just as blatant as all get out, in walks an attorney walking down the middle of the aisle and says to the judge, Hey, judge, you get my text message? You know, and I'm thinking to myself, boy, is that it? <laughs> Blatant, uh, you know, <laughs> backroom dealings in the front of the whole friggin' thing. And I was the only one, of course, that caught it. But, uh, you know, I'm saying, yeah, I'm, I'd be really interested to see what that little text message said. You know, because again, if you don't realize that that is an act that these people do all of the time, where they sit there and they have these backroom meetings and you're not invited to them put in your protests and otherwise okay this is a game that's why there's a court games are played on courts right think outside the box and just assume it's all fraud because it is but also remember this other little detail everything 
is a contract offer. And I do mean everything is a contract offer. And so if you get a contract offer you don't like, tell them you think the contract offer sucks and make them a counter offer. This is basically a hand grenade with a pin pulled and you're busy throwing it back and forth with each other. And it's only the one that keeps it in their hand that it goes off. So don't hold the grenade. Mm-hmm. Give it back to the people that gave it to you. Matt? Uh, you, you know, I, I was going to say, I, John, I, we're out of time. So come up with, come up with a, another, come up with another closing statement. <laughs> Say something. I mean, I was going to say, say something positive to the people, but damn, that was really, that was really good, right? What you just said. Uh, Do no harm, and this war isn't over. I'm telling you right now, folks, listen to me carefully. Think outside the box. Work your work. Work your magic. Don't be enslaved. You can do this. You don't need government. Have a good night. (laughs) You too, John. Take care of yourself. And like always, man, I appreciate having you here. I really do. You're going to come back. I, we want to talk some more about the straw, man. I want to talk more about um, about the capitalization, you know, the capitalization corporate name versus versus the signature you would do on check. There, there's, there's definitely some more digging that we need to do here with you. You cool with that? I'm fine with that, Matt. You know it. All right. Tell, uh, tell Mrs. Oakley. I said hello. You do that? My pleasure. All right, buddy. Good night to you. Thank you again, John. Good night, Matt. Good night, buddy. All right, everybody. Well, that was Mr. John Lacron. And uh tell you what, the fall of the cabal. That was We're round two. We're in so the hopefully We're in the again, hopefully I'll bring you back here and we can talk to him. Uh, and we'll dig it dig even more into Yep. Let's do this. One of the fastest growing taxes on the internet. We feel the board. We make its minds. One of the most controversial conspiratorial shows on the internet that makes its minds. And that's right. Buckle up, everybody. Let's go. Paranormal, huh? Conspiracy, huh? Ufology, hidden Egyptology, and anything and everything we can get our hands on. Let's go.